Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we proclaim you now and your mighty power and your awesome majesty. Lord, come upon us now and release your Sing it again with me. Lord, we proclaim you now and your mighty power and your awesome majesty. Lord, come upon us now. Lord, come upon us now and release your power. Miracle worker, sing it again. Miracle worker. Oh, yes. You are the miracle worker. Come and do a miracle. Come and do a miracle. Do a miracle today. Here I pray, Lord. Come and do a miracle. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Sing it again. Your name. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle working God. Your name is one more time, your name is uh, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the me. 
name it for the last time. Your name is, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. It is always our privilege and our honor to be able to come before you to be in your presence to be in your hearts we are grateful to you for all that you're doing and all that you're planning to do in our lives thank you father for this moment thank you for your word that is about to come forth and the impact that that word will have on us I pray in the name of Jesus that you speak as you always do. And may we be blessed through your word today. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I didn't realize I haven't preached here in a long while. And, um, well, thank God that we are here. And this morning, I want you to be very open and be very attentive to the word of God. There was something I was going to preach about previously. But I felt it impressed on my heart to share something else. And I want you to take today's word seriously as a message from the Lord to you. And I want to even dare to add that it is it can even be a matter of life and death to somebody here today. And so please let your mind be here. Let your heart be here. I am not preaching today. I am teaching. So there's a difference. And when it's teaching, you need to be very attentive, extra attentive. Because it may not come with all the emotions that you find with preaching. Something very important is being said. And may the church say amen to the preaching of his word. This morning I'm sharing a message because the title of my sermon is I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Please turn your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 15. And we're reading from verse 22. We're going to read a number of scriptures. And we are starting off with this one. Which more or less is our foundational scripture. 
Exodus 15, reading from verse 22. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea. And they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled on this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Mara, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? They demanded. Now, if I were Moses, I would have told them that you are going to drink this way chocolate drink. That's what I would have told them. <laughs> because the question that they asked should never have been asked. Considering what God had done three days previously, where he split the Red Sea and they walked on dry land to the other side. They saw the Red Sea close up and drown the Egyptian soldiers who dared to follow them. Now that was an amazing miracle. And they should have remembered it. And they should have told themselves that the same God who parted the Red Sea for us will provide water for us to drink. I want to say to you, my friend, never forget your past victories. Because they are supposed to give you hope and inspiration for the next level when any new challenge confronts you. So we must always remember what God has done for us so that we will have hope that he will do even more for us. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Amen. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. So God showed him a tree, directed him to cut off a branch, I suppose, and put it in the water. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Mara that the Lord said before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. Now take note of this statement, for I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. The King James Version says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You know the song, you are the God that he let me 
You are the Lord, my healer. You sent your word and you healed my disease. You are the Lord, my healer. Can you sing it again with your hand raised up in faith to him? You are the God. That he let me. Somebody's receiving your healing right now. As you testify about this. You sent your word. You sent your word. And and you healed my disease. You are the Lord. My healer. For I am the Lord who heals you. Underline that in your Bible. Please. Let's look at Psalms 103. Reading from verse 1 to 5. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. And heals all my diseases. And the line heals all my diseases. So he forgives all my sins. May the Lord forgive us all our sins. And he heals all my diseases. May the Lord heal all our diseases. He redeems me from death. And crowns me with love and tender mercies. May God deliver you from death. Amen. You will live to see the dawning Amen. of Amen. You will not die premature. Amen. You will not die before your time. Amen. Every plan to kill you before your time is cancelled. Amen. May long life be your portion. Amen. You shall not die, but you shall live to declare the glory Amen. of the Lord. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it. May the Lord crown you with his love and tender mercy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He fills my life with good things. Before this year will end. Jesus. May you have testimony upon testimony. I receive upon testimony it. upon testimony Amen. of good things Amen. that God is flooding I your life with. It. Shall I receive Amen. it? I receive it. My youth is renewed like the eagles. As you grow older, may your strength be renewed. Amen. As you grow older, may you look more beautiful. May you be stronger. May your strength never wane. Amen. May your sight never dim. Amen. May you still be able to do the things you were doing when you were younger. Amen. May nobody describe you and call you that poor old man or that poor old woman. May children not begin to run when they watch your face. Amen. 
May people be confused when you tell them your age. Amen. Because God is renewing your Amen. youth like that of the eagles. Amen. Shall I receive it again? I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you underline heals all my diseases? Isaiah 53 verse 5. From the King James Version. I like that. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Underline that. And with his stripes we are healed. Matthew 9.35 is the last of the first set of scriptures for the day. It says Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area. Teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Underline that also in your Bible. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Now look at me. And listen carefully. One of the very important revelations that we need to have of our God is that he wants us to walk in good health and he wants to heal us. Lift up your hand with me and say, God wants me to have good health. And he wants to heal me. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this is a revelation that you must have. And this is something that must sink deep into your heart and into your spirit. That God wants you to experience good health. And God wants you, God wants to heal you. How do I know this? Because I see it all through the Bible. All through the scriptures. I read four different portions of scripture to us. And in all these scriptures, we can see very clearly that God wants to heal us and God wants us to enjoy good health. Now, to begin with, God doesn't want us to fall sick. Sickness is not part of God's plan for our lives. From the very beginning, we were not supposed to fall sick. Sickness came about because of the fall of man and because of the sin of Adam and Eve. And so with sin came sickness. With sin came diseases. And with sin came death. But God never intended that we will fall sick. Which I suppose is why he gave certain restrictions in the law of Moses. 
telling his people not to eat certain things. So if you check through the law of Moses, we're not supposed to eat crab. Snails. Lobsters. Shrimps. Grass cutter. Or rodents. But. Yes. Even pig. We're not supposed to eat. Because all these creatures that I've mentioned are associated with different things. But under the new covenant. There was a certain release. So we pray over these things. And we eat them. But there's a reason, you see, there is no insignificant detail in the Bible. And there are some things, if we can avoid them, we should. So God doesn't want us to fall ill. But if and when we fall sick, his intention is to heal us. And it is God's desire to heal us. And that is why he revealed himself to the people of Israel as the Lord who healeth them. He introduced his name to the people of Israel as Jehovah Rafi. Or Jehovah Rapha. And I say Jehovah Osayare. It's one and the same thing. Which means the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that name, Jehovah Rapha, you find it more than 60 times in the Old Testament. But the first time it came up was in Exodus 15, verse 26. Now, the people of Israel had crossed the Red Sea and had started their journey to the promised land. The first three days of their travel through the wilderness, they didn't find any water. Finally, after the third day, they found water. They were excited. But when they approached and they tasted it, they realized it was bitter. And they got angry. Where is the water? Where is the water? And then God directed Moses as to what to do. He cut off a branch of a tree that God showed him. And he put it in the water. And the bitter waters became sweet. Anything of your life that is bitter, may God make it sweet. Amen. I receive it. May your life become sweet. Amen. May your finances become sweet. Amen. May your business become sweet. Amen. May your relationship become sweet. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It was after this that God gave that revelation of himself. And he said to the people of Israel, 
If you obey my commandments and you follow my decrees, none of the diseases that came upon the Egyptians will come upon you. And then that is when he gave out that revelation. He said, for I am the Lord that he led Now that that term, Rafi or Rafa, it means to heal or to restore. And it has behind it the sense of being made complete, of being made whole. Now, it is God's desire to make us complete. It is God's desire to make us whole. And God wants to heal our bodies. God wants to heal our souls. And God wants to heal our spirits. Because there are sicknesses associated with all these different dimensions of man. Not all sicknesses and diseases are physical. Some are spiritual. Some are emotional. Some are mental. Some are even social. So there are different types of sicknesses and diseases. Whichever it is, may I inform you confidently that God's will for us is that we will be made complete and will be made whole. And Jehovah Rophi wants to heal us and make us whole in every area of our lives. So whatever infirmity you carry, whatever sickness is afflicted you, whatever is distressing you in terms of your health, today may Jehovah Rafi spread his healing wings over you. May Jehovah Rafi, the Lord that he led us, may he heal you completely in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have any infirmity in your body right now, in your soul, in your spirit, in your mind, I want you to speak to the Lord about it right now and tell him, Jehovah Rafi, I believe in you. I trust in you. I know that Jesus, you are a healing Jesus. Let your healing power touch me right now and right here. Make me Withhold in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to Jehovah Rafa right now. Remember that by his stripes you were healed. Receive the healing that you need in the name of Jesus. I declare to you today that your faith has made you whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your healing power in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. I am the Lord that he led thee. Jesus. But the question is this. If Jehovah Rafi is going to heal us, how does he go about it? How does he heal us? 
what channels or mediums does he use to heal us? Do you understand the question we are asking? How many understand the question we are asking? So it's how does God heal us? There are two channels through which God heals us. Number one, through a miraculous intervention. Through a miraculous intervention. That is the first channel through which or by which God heals us. A miracle of healing. Now, a miracle is a supernatural occurrence where God intervenes directly to deal with a situation. That's what a miracle is. So, when we talk about a miracle healing or a healing miracle, it is God Himself. Directly, directing, healing you of any sickness or disease that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. And there are many examples of miraculous healing in the Bible. Both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So, for example, if you look into the Old Testament, you will see God. Healing fertility related problems. So God healed Sarah and she was able to have a child. You find out also in the Bible, in the Old Testament, somebody like Hannah. Rachel or Rahel, the wife of Jacob, was also healed because she couldn't conceive. And then Samson's mother also received a miraculous healing. It was it, it solved a gynecological problem she had, and she gave birth to Samson. Other healings that we find in the Bible. We can talk about Miriam, the sister of Moses. She had leprosy because she and her brother rebelled against Moses. She got leprosy, but God healed her. You must know of Naaman the Syrian. His healing was miraculous. Job was also healed miraculously. Because you recall that he had these horrible boils on his body. But at the end of the story, God healed him and he recovered. Once upon a time, the people of Israel were healed from snake bites. They rebelled against God. And God sent snakes into their camp. Which bit them. And many died from snake poison. But Moses interceded for God's people. And God directed him to 
manufacture a bronze serpent. They looked at it and they were healed. It was miraculous. Another example of somebody was healed in the Old Testament is Nebuchadnezzar. His mind went off. For seven years, he went bonkers and behaved like an animal. After the seventh year, God healed him. So there are different types of sicknesses and diseases. Different types. And sometimes the things we do indicate that we are not thinking correctly. So have you heard some, somebody say to somebody who is dancing and say, why you So the, the belief is that there are some things that you do that is because you are not thinking well. May God deliver us from all such things. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So these are examples of miraculous healing that we see in the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? So many stories about healings. Fertility related issues. It started off with Elizabeth. Then we see in Jesus' ministry, everywhere he went, he preached the word of God. He taught the word of God. He cast out demons and he healed the sick. Constantly, the blind were healed. He opened their eyes to see. The deaf could hear. The dumb could speak. The lame could walk. Even the dead were raised. So these are all different miracles of healing that took place. So there is something called a miracle of healing. And God may opt to heal us through this channel. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he used to do thousands of years ago, he's still doing today and in the now. May you receive miracle healing in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Your amen is not loud. I receive it. But apart from a miraculous intervention, there is another channel that God uses to heal us. And this is what I call a medical intervention. Medical intervention. Somebody say after me, there is miraculous intervention. And there is also medical intervention. So medical pertains to the signs and practice of medicine. So this is where doctors coming, pharmacists coming, other medical staff come in. This is where taking medicine comes in. This is where following a healthy lifestyle also comes in. And ladies and gentlemen. 
God may opt to heal us using a medical intervention. Does the Bible talk about doctors? Does the Bible talk about medicine? The answer is yes. To convince you, let me show you a few scriptures. And please don't lose me because what I'm saying to you is very, very important. Jeremiah 8 22. It says, Is there no medicine in Gilead? Is there no medicine in Gilead? Did you see medicine there? It's in the Bible. Which means that they were taking medicine. It says, Is there no physician there? Which means that in their time, there were doctors. Why is there no healing for the wounds of my people? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 6. You are battered from head to foot. Covered with bruises, wells, and infected wounds. Without any soothing ointments or bandages. Ointment, soothing ointment. That's medication. Bandages. It has to do with medical practice. So it's right there in the Bible. There's medication in the Bible. There are doctors in the Bible. Ezekiel 47, verse 12. Ezekiel 3 there are even herbs in the Bible. Now, Ezekiel 47 verse 12. This is talking about a time that is to come that we call the millennium. It has to do with the end times. When Jesus will come again. This is different from the rapture. And when he comes again the second time. He will establish his kingdom here on this earth. And rule this earth. But things will be different. And in Ezekiel chapter 47. It talks about how there will be a river that will flow out of the temple. It says fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall. And there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be new crop every month. For they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food. And then look at the next thing it says. And the leaves for their bang. Healing. And the leaves for healing. So that's medication through leaves or herbs. Am I reading the Quran or I'm reading the Bible? Bible. Luke chapter 10 verse 34. You're familiar with the story of the good Samaritan, aren't you? Sir. All right. 
Now when the good Samaritan attended to the gentleman who was attacked by the robbers. The Bible says going over to him. The Samaritan suited his wounds with olive oil and wine. Olive oil. Wine. And he bandaged the guy's wounds. So that is that is medical that is medicine. Is that, not true? that is a medical practice. Colossians chapter 4, verse 14. It talks about a doctor. Look, the beloved doctor sends his greetings. And so does Demas. There was a doctor during the days of the early church. He wrote the gospel according to Saint Luke. And he was a doctor. He also wrote the acts of the apostles. He was a medical doctor. So you can see that there are doctors in the Bible. There is medication in the Bible. Even herbs are in the Bible. So it is, so God is not against the medical practice. And God is not against doctors. God is not against taking medicine. Am I speaking to somebody today? Are you hearing me loud and clear? First Timothy chapter 5 verse 23. Paul wrote to Timothy and told him, don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine. Somebody said, oh you are. This is what I have been waiting for. I have been looking for the scripture to support something that I've been trying to do for a long time. And I have it right there. And somebody said, maybe start it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you see, you see your face. <laughs> it says, you ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach. Because you are sick so often. So Timothy had a problem. And it appears that the wine could solve the problem. So may I ask you, what problem is it that you have? That you say you are going to drink the wine here. It's unto you. Actually, it's believed that wine helps the heart to beat better. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you can see here that the wine was medicinal to solve Timothy's problem. Listen to me, my friends. There's a reason why I've gone through all these scriptures. To show you something. And to teach you something. I told you that I am not preaching. I am teaching. Because there's a certain knowledge that God wants each and every one of us to have. So I'm summarizing again to you. 
that Jehovah Rophi, the Lord who he let us, has two channels by which he does so. Through a miraculous intervention or through a medical intervention. Is it clear to you now? Have I answered your questions? About whether it's good to take medicine? All right. I want to end with five important truths that you must have in mind. Number one, God may choose to heal us through a miraculous intervention or through a medical intervention. It is his choice. God is sovereign. And he decides what to do at whatever time. So he may choose to heal you through a miraculous intervention. Or he may choose to heal you through a medical intervention. That means you have to be on medication. You have to see a doctor. You have to institute a lifestyle change whichever way God decides to heal you flow with it flow with it don't struggle with it can I have an amen from somebody amen. look with me at 2 Kings chapter 20 reading from verse 1 where we see God healing through a medical intervention. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill. And the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Ezekiel heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. May God always hear your prayers. Amen. And may God wipe every teardrop that falls from Amen. your eyes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This is what God said to him. I will heal you. I will do what? I will do what? I will heal you. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. Receive extension of life. Amen. Right now I receive it. And I will rescue you and the city from the king of Assyria. I will defend the city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. 
Remember that God said to him that I will heal you. Now how did God heal him? This is how God healed him. Then Isaiah said, Make an ointment from figs. Make an ointment from figs. So Hezekiah's servant spread the ointment over the boil. And Hezekiah recovered. How did God heal Hezekiah? Through a medical intervention. Because Isaiah could just have said, Be healed in the name of Jehovah Rophi. He didn't do that. He could have healed him immediately. But he was healed after three days. And that through a medical intervention. Some ointment was prepared from leaves or herbs and it was applied to the ointment. Every morning, every evening, morning, evening, morning, morning, evening, by the third day, Hezekiah recovered. That was a a medical intervention. It was not a miraculous one. Not this, my friend. There is nothing like an insignificant detail in the Bible. And there's a reason why this has been included in the Bible. But because ask yourself that of what use is this to me? But God has allowed scriptures like this to point out to you and I that he is not against the medical practice. He is not against doctors. He is not against going to the hospital. He is not against taking medicine because he may use that intervention to heal you. And it is still Jehovah Rophi at work. Hallelujah. Amen. Truth number two. God is the source of the knowledge and the wisdom behind medical practices. God is the source of the knowledge and the wisdom behind medical practices. Any medical revolution that has taken place discovery of ampicillin creating of vaccines and what have you all kinds of antibiotics Antibiotics. it is God who gave the wisdom it is God who gave the knowledge and the understanding for all those things to be manufactured Proverbs Proverbs 2 verse 6 for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Where do they come from? They come from God. 
So understand this. That God can give you wisdom. And knowledge. And understanding. To guide you in whatever your profession is. And cause you to excel at what you do. When the temple of, when the tabernacle was being constructed. God raised Bezalil. And gave him wisdom. Filled him with knowledge and understanding. And he was able to produce some fantastic artistic work. So it is God who gives the knowledge and the wisdom behind medical practices. Is it clear my friends? Push your neighbor, ask your neighbor. Do you understand what the pastor is saying? Number three. It is not lack of faith to see doctors or take medication. It is not lack of faith to see doctors and to take medication. So get that thing out of your head. For the past 20 to 25 years, there is medication I take every day. And I've been doing that for nearly 25 years. Every single day. You call me a man of God. <laughs> is that what you call me? I'm honored. But I, I take medicine every single day. You can look at me with scorn and say, oh man of God, you don't have faith. You stay somewhere. I will also stay my somewhere. At the end of the day, the Bible says wisdom is justified of her children. Yeah. It is not a sign of lack of faith when you go to the hospital and you take medicine. That's not what it is. Yes, sir. Remember that there are different levels of faith. There are higher levels. There are lower levels. But they are all faith. And faith moves mountains. Jesus said that even if your faith is as tiny as a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain that along go into the sea and the mountain can go. The mustard seed is very tiny. And so there are different levels of faith. But it is still faith. And I'm explaining to you that when you, if, when, when you follow the advice of your doctor, and you take the, medi- the medication he prescribes, it does not mean that you don't have faith. So don't let anybody ever deceive you again. Sometimes there's a need to have a surgery. Look. <laughs> Thank God for caesarean session. Without that, there are many people, many women who would have died during labor. Of course, a lot of our women today, once they've heard of CS, uh, when they get to the hospital, uh, doctor, remember, <laughs> <laughs> 
But you see, that thing, that surgery to be able to take babies out, it's part of a medical revolution that has saved lives. The lives of mothers and the lives of children. Hallelujah. Amen. So please, stop that thing and don't let anybody ever deceive you. Let me also say this to you, my friend. I think that some of you, you listen to too many voices. I'm the same person who told you that you can listen to other men of God and join other prayer platforms. Have you heard me say that before? I'm the same person who says that. But there is a danger that you must be aware of. That sometimes listening to too many voices that may be saying contrary things can can bring you into confusion. It can actually happen. That's why there's a saying that too many cooks spoil the broth. Uh-huh. I know what this one is putting this this one is putting this this one is putting the soup can easily spoil and sometimes that's what it is sometimes I think we listen to too many different voices and I want to caution you that I told you that you can listen to other you can join other prayer platforms but don't swing to the extreme the other extreme where you alone you have so many different people you have a prophet for every occasion you have a prophet you consult for marital situations a prophet you consult for medical situations. A prophet you consult for financial situations. A prophet you consult for business situations. What's wrong with you? So sometimes it, 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 you end up in error and in confusion. So what I'm saying to you is a caution from the Lord to you. Am I saying anything to anybody today? Number four. Whatever medical treatment you are going through for healing. Know that it is God who heals you. Know that it is God who heals you. You. Jeremiah 17 14. Oh Lord, if you heal me, I will be truly healed. If you save me, 
I will be truly saved. When will I be healed? When God heals me. When will I be saved? When God saves me. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. For you are the one I praise. You are the one I praise. The only way you can be healed is when God heals you. The only way you can be saved is when God saves you. So as you are taking the medication, as you are seeing the doctor, understand that ultimately the healing comes from comes from who? From God. Let me show you the story of a king. 2 Chronicles 16, 12 to 13. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. He was one of the kings of Israel. Israel. Now look at what the Bible says. Yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help. But turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 41st year of his reign. Now, now think about it. The Bible is saying that he did not seek the Lord's help. But he turned only to his doctors. That means that his faith and his confidence were in the doctors. But not in the Lord. And he died. What does that mean for you and I? When you are taking medicine, still pray. When you go to see the doctor, still pray. Whatever medical intervention is taking place in your life, understand that if God himself doesn't heal you, you will never be healed. Why is it that one particular medicine, you took it to solve a particular problem, at a certain time, you were healed. The next time you are taking it, it's not working for you. But sometimes have you thought about this? It is actually God who makes the medication work. So always understand that I can only be healed when God heals me. So as you are undergoing a medical intervention, don't leave our prayer to Jehovah Continue to call out to him that whatever you're going through, he will heal you and he will save you. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally, a very important aspect of God healing us 
is through taking good care of ourselves. It's taking good care of ourselves. When I said this, somebody did her face like this. Because she knows what I'm talking about. A very important aspect of God healing us is through us taking good care of ourselves. If you have to go for a medical checkup, go for it. There are some things that will never come out until you've seen a doctor. There are some diseases that are called silent killers. One of them is hypertension. You can be moving around normally and you can just drop dead. Because you didn't know that you were hypertensive. It is not the old woman in the village line. Leave her alone. She has nothing to do with it. That the other time I passed in front of her house and she did this. <laughs> Please stop that thing. That's why when you go to the hospital, they take your vitals. They take your temperature. They check your blood pressure. And don't be deceived and say, I am very slim. Like Pastor James. James. Some time ago, it was my name they would have mentioned. I say, don't tell yourself that because I am slim, I am okay. I have more body than my wife. But there are some things that she doesn't have that I have. <laughs> and sometimes it pains me. <laughs> because I'm human. Every day, I say for nearly 25 years, I've been taking some medicine. To control my blood pressure. She doesn't take some. She doesn't take some. She doesn't take some. So, Ichanga, <laughs> don't say that because I'm slim, I'm okay. Take good care of yourself. Show who ye. Go to the hospital when you have to go. When they give you medicine to take, take it. And take it the way you are supposed to take it. Don't decide that today I'll take, tomorrow I won't take. Once again, you are doing seesaw with the medication. Is that not so? Take good care of yourself. Eat well. Eat healthy. Eat properly. Drink well. Some of you, you've made yourself ampucheche. Everything you will eat. Everything you will eat. When you go for a party, (laughs) you will eat a buffet. 
as you are going to the table and you are returning, you need three waiters to come along with you. Because we plate and just say, the food that you have heaped onto the jollof. Watch it. Watch it. Plain rice. Plain rice. Carried rice. Potato. Potato. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is Black pepper. What is it? Black pepper. Green pepper. Gravy. Chicken. What is it? Fish. What is it? Goat soup. What is it? What is it? Crab. What's your son? Your papa and son's account. Your papa and son's account. Hey! Then, as you are put the food in front of you, you say, May this mountain become a plain by the power that is in the name of Jesus. Then, your other prayer is plus Jesus minus Satan. Then, you eat. Sometimes you can go to hot oven. <laughs> then you buy one big hot loaf of which butter. type do you like? Butter, butter bread, butter, butter, or cake bread. Bread. Butter, butter, butter bread, butter, butter bread. Then you've gone for one big one point five liter bottle of coke. <laughs> then you a punchinam, a Oh, you split the bread. Do you know a punchinam? <laughs> Suya. Suya. You see that there are these guys by the side of the road. They are roasting something, <laughs> grilling something. <laughs> then you tell him, Abochi, mame oil. Mame pe oil side, you know. Now, what they are doing? What they are shebro, you know. Now, what the kebab me koso akaw. Now, what fray will cry. Now, what do you want? Now, what do you want? Now, what do you want? And you keep saying "nyami yo." Ah. Then the song has a "mi nyami ye, mi 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 nyami ye." Who is coming to Brother, you are killing yourself. It's not everything you should eat. And you being also with Learn to exercise also. So you are so better to run pum. Learn to exercise. So you are improving today. Go for walks. I am not taking Go to the gym. It's just that the gym. <laughs> that start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. So it makes you know, matters you know, worse you know, for you. Know. So you have to be very careful about that one. So Are you listening to me? me? Rest when you must rest. Learn to distress. Anything that will bring stress, push it out of your life. If your husband is stressing you out, no, don't push him away. Just pray to God about it. <laughs> pray to God. And then tell yourself that if I worry about this man, it won't change anything. So I'm praying for him. And I'm living my life. You lock your husband in the room. <laughs> Distract. Don't allow. <laughs> don't become a receptacle for bad news, bad stories, evil communication. 
it will stress you. Don't become somebody that people can just download their nonsense into. And don't open your ears to listen to every kind of nonsense. Don't open yourself to all kinds of poison. You are harming yourself. You are hurting yourself. It's not worth it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So try and 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 release stress sometimes. The last thing I want to say to you. You are the best person to take care of yourself. Nobody can take care of you for you. Apart from yourself. I just say wow. So take good care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. I, I am not your personal Holy Ghost. <laughs>